0: Once again, time for Panel to Panel, a podcast where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such. And this week, it is a special episode, our 75th episode. And you know we had to do it big. And when we do it big, you know we had to bring a special guest to celebrate with us. So, with last week's release of Captain America number 0 and the impending release of Captain America Symbol of Truth, we have novelist and now comic writer Tochi Oyabuchi hanging out with us. We talk everything about what got him into comics as well as his upcoming run on Captain America, Symbol of Truth. So get ready for that. Don't forget that you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. Wherever you can pick up podcasts. podcast except for SoundCloud, you can find us because we don't mess with SoundCloud. But make sure you check it out. And you can follow this podcast on Twitter at P2P underscore podcast. And if you want to support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash panels dash two dash panel. It's annoying, but it's fine. Right, we appreciate you. The link will be in the description where you can help support the podcast by donating a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you can do. You can help support us and keep this podcast going. We got some brand new content coming to you, but let's get to this amazing interview with Toji Oyamuchi. Turn the page with us on a brand new episode of Panel to Panel. <laughs> I'll, 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 hit, I'll hit record because I'm, I'm just going to use this to go. Like, I'll, I'll edit. I'll do the intro in a minute. But mm-hmm. it's just like it, it means a lot that like. Especially because how hard it was when Secret Empire hit that Marvel gave Sam another chance. And uh, you can listen to multiple episodes of the podcast. I was up in arms of just, like, why? What would possess you to do this? So for you to come in, and not only for them to learn from their mistakes of, Mm -hmm. of not letting a person of color tell that story, because... I'll give Nick Spencer credit. He literally foresaw the future of the not my (laughs) Captain America hashtag being a thing. Like, (laughs) If you go back to that first issue of Sam Wilson, that was a thing and he predicted it. But like, Mm -hmm. in general, it's still just like, you need need a person of color to, 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 to tell that story. So like, just, and then like I even spent the last few weeks going through your actual like novels and whatnot. And it's just, you have a way with writing and I'm just so excited for when you, you do
1: this. So I'm just Thank like, you. Oh. No, I like that, that. That means a lot. It really does. And, and what it makes me think of is actually some of my forebears and like my more immediate forebears, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like, it's not like this came out of nowhere, right? Like I think me- me writing Sam Wilson as CAP for Captain America's Symbol of Truth, like that's on a foundation that's been informed by like Tanahasi Coach's run, um, yes. both on Black Panther and on CAP, right? Yes. It's on a foundation informed by E. Ewing and what she did with Ironheart. Mm-hmm. You know, it's on a foundation, you know, informed by uh, what Saladin Ahmed did with Black Bolt, like with, mm, okay. what Melissa okay. Wong is doing like it's so it's like there's there's been this huge and incredible infusion of talent in the Marvel books you know you could say you know particularly over the last you know maybe like five six years or so and those people are people that I look at as having paved the way in a lot mm. of ways for me because also another thing about it too is that a lot of us come from non- comic backgrounds originally and you know for me as a kid and like as a huge marvel head as a kid i always wanted to be involved in comics like somehow but there's no you know roadmap for entry there's no like oh you go to school for this or Oh, you you work on this and then you get this out there, and then this is how you get this published. And it's there was no like roadmap. So there was no way for me to be like, okay, mm-hmm. I need to do step one, step two, step three, and then like I can I can do this. And so to see to see people from like a nonfiction background, to see people from a poetry background, to see people from mm-hmm. like a short prose fiction background, like making their mark in. Marvel books and it's not even just like oh they like we're giving them a chance it's like no they're they're like killing it they right. like they, they you know they have shown out and it's just really heartening because like you know prose is prose is always going to be my first love but um the fact that it has it has also served as a gateway to being able to participate in this incredible art form like I'm just I'm so I'm grateful yeah. Well, like
0: you you kind of alluded to it and one thing that i always do when, when i interview someone is like I, I i love ironically because your issue zero came out today <laughs> i love getting that issue zero that prologue of what got you into comics so like you said you were a marvel head as a kid what was that that first book or that first tv show that like made you be even curious to one day want to write a comic like obviously your your uh novelization work is so amazing but like even if you, like,
1: as a bucket list, like, what made mm-hmm. you want to do that one day as a kid? Oh, my goodness. So, you know, born in the 80s, raised in the 90s, so, mm-hmm. of course, X-Men, the animated series. Okay. Of course, right? Yes, like, most definitely. And and what was wild about that was maybe, like, I don't know, maybe, like, a decade or so ago, maybe a little bit shorter than that, I revisited some of the episodes with, like, um, with one of my nephews and in like episode two because it starts out with that whole night of the sentinels two-parter where yeah. you know they go to raid that sentinels facility everything goes it gets all foobar this and one's then for
0: you more, more.
1: <laughs> oh my god like iconic iconic oh my goodness that <laughs> moment i picture it still like 4k hd in my head to this mm. day um and, you know, uh, some of the members get captured. Beast is one of the members of the X-Men that gets captured. And then I think it's like episode two or something like that. Right. Magneto leading the Brotherhood of of you know, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. I think that's what they're called at that point. Um, you know, goes to break Beast out of jail. And he's like, look, you know, these humans, they, they're going to human. Uh, mm-hmm. Come join me. Like, I'm here to get you out. And Beast is like, no, I'm going to submit myself to their justice system, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they have, and I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. They have a whole like undisguised discussion about segregation yeah. versus integration in episode two of this cartoon, like, right? And was- like that was
0: that was, what was crazy. But back then, like all these kids watching this, they had no <laughs> understanding. They yeah. had nothing. But it's just like you go back now and you just realize how in depth that was for the time.
1: Yeah, they didn't disguise it or anything, and so it was wild. Because um, that was my intro to a lot of the just, like, incredible storylines that I would end up, you know, revisiting in the comics. So, like, Phoenix Saga and Dark Phoenix Saga, which mm-hmm. to me is one of the greatest stories ever told. Like, it's, okay. like, in, it, like it's, in terms of dramatic stakes, character development, plot, like, all the things that make story, mm-hmm. it's, it's like Greek tragedy it's like it's incredible it's absolutely incredible um and you know be you know x-men were everywhere in the 90s like Mm, and not just x-men but x books in general and one of my favorite sagas of all time is executioner's song and what was yeah it's oh my goodness i could we could do a whole episode about like hey you you can can come come back whenever you want (laughs) that would be great like and it it's wild because you know it collected. It was like one of those huge, like cross book, um, events, and it had, uh, I believe it was, it was four books, three issues each. It was X Factor, Uncanny X Men, X Force, and X Men Volume Two. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're a kid who like can't really afford to be buying comics like that, but like you're trying to chase down all these different issues because you mm-hmm. got to figure out like it was it was thrilling at the same time it was like kind of harrowing because i was like okay i don't know like what i need to get next like back then we didn't
0: make roadmaps and event books for kids like we didn't do all that
1: and it was funny because like this is all this is all pre-internet right like Mm. this is all before you can track these things and it's all like you know either it's word of mouth or they are magazines or like you gotta you gotta have like a comic shop and the dude who works there who knows actually knows what to do yeah exactly all of that and so it was a very interesting and like thrilling time but that was that was in many ways when I sort of came up um in comics and when things like really really solidified for me in terms of my love of the form and I have this distinct memory of um there was this Uh, there was it was like one christmas season when i was a kid toys r us had in their like comics aisle they had this like grab bag it was sort of it was all in like this plastic container Mm -hmm. it was just assorted comics like assorted it was just like yeah it was it was weird it was like random issues and so there would there would be issues of like a cable book at the time there was a gambit miniseries that they had you know an issue of at the time um a whole bunch of stuff whole bunch of stuff and one of the issues in there was, I believe it was X-Men Volume 2, Issue 2. It's the one with Magneto on the cover. He doesn't have his helmet on. And he has all these like metal rods that are bent and they're, they're sort of bent in the form of wires and they're wrapped up around a fallen prof- like Professor X. Oh, And that's such an iconic cover for me, like that issue right there. And I think that's around the time that Magneto rips the adamantium off of Wolverine. That's funny you mentioned
0: that because that was my first X Men book. Was yep. that, like Wolverine going through that hard time and like electra trying to get him to not be a dog anymore. That mm-hmm. was when I got into X Men, and then like like at the same time, it was like I was reading all these Wolverine books and I was reading uh, Peter David's uh, Young Justice at the same time. Mm-hmm. And like I like mm-hmm. you mentioning. Um, like event stuff i remember when tower of battle happened and i'm like seeing the fallout in young justice and asking my comic child owner like what is going on and he's just like handing me extra stuff and i'm
1: like yep okay <laughs> and it's it, it was wild because these things were these things were so big right you no. all you have to do is mention age of apocalypse right Oof, and those no. who know know oh. right like you can try to get like the omnibus editions or whatever on like bars. Those, those joints are like 500 pages. They they will take up space on that bookshelf. Right. Right. And so I think that's, that's one of the things too, that I've really appreciated about the medium and that it's not really, at least I haven't really seen replicated in other media. Mm-hmm. whether it's tv film i mean the closest approximation is you know related to comics it's the mcu right where right. you have these buildups to things like um you know infinity war end game mm-hmm. like that sort of thing um but events in comics were such a huge yeah. deal for me like such a huge deal and even now with with you know house of x and powers of 10 most recently like that was just like magnificent and say. so like seeing even like avengers versus x-men that was a huge one for me like that was that See, like it, civil yeah. war yeah, a- like avx
0: I, was, all, I was i was all right in avx and then Benders was like you know what we're gonna split up black panther and storm and i was like bye you yeah, <laughs> lost me i can't do it you've lost me
1: i'm down but with like, everything <laughs> no exactly and so what i think is interesting now is that you know, one of the things that I, that I really hope, you know, I get to see in, in the future with Marvel is event stuff, bigger event stuff handled by some of the creators of color that we're Mm. starting to see sort of burgeoning Mm. because, because like, you know, to keep it, you know, to keep it 100 emoji, (laughs) I think, oh, you know, a white writer breaking up T'Challa and Storm is different from a Black writer breaking up T'Challa and Storm. I'm,
0: I'm glad you're, you're, you're keeping it 100 because this is going to get real. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted this to be like fully off the cuff. Like, I'm going I'm to like, want to be 100% honest about a lot of stuff with this. And like, even when you you listen to the show, it's very much like, I am very blunt about it. It really doesn't feel like sometimes mm-hmm. ever like every publisher is driving the bus. So, yeah. I, I'm really going to ask you some candid questions and hopefully Absolutely. you can answer some of
1: them. Absolutely.
0: All right. So, when it came to when it came to leaving the like the like the prose like, like novel world mm-hmm. and coming over to comics, like what was that journey like?
1: Oh man, it was it was smooth as silk. It was easy Ooh, peasy okay. lemon squeezy. Yeah, I think because a lot of my prose uh, is, at least when I write, my process is very cinematic. I have hmm. to see a scene in my head before I can sit down and write it. It has to be choreographed. I have to know who's standing at the window when, you know, who's Mm -hmm. crossing the room you know, I, you know, cause I grew up on comics and anime, right? Yeah. Like that, like, oh, that you're an anime key. buff, okay. Okay. Bam, don't even get me started. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yo, if you, if you ask me a single question about Attack on Titan, Attack on Titan will colonize this entire podcast I mean, episode. My, I mean, I mean, my
0: One Piece box <laughs> sets are in the living room. Like, we can get it popping. Like, it ain't No, you big...
1: see the freaking Akira 6 volume. I see it. I, 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 I see, the, I, I
0: see it. Like, <laughs> it's beautiful. Like, I, I'm looking at the cover Behind you, just like
1: he has that, like, <laughs> oh my god. So, like for me, I was very much raised as a visual storyteller. Okay. And so the transition from prose to and I'm still writing, you know, novels and short stories, and so I mm-hmm. haven't like left that behind, but the transition to writing comic scripts wasn't necessarily that difficult. And I think I think a big part of it for me was recognizing just how incredibly collaborative. The medium is, you know, it's, you know, when I'm writing prose, I'm not, I'm not enlisting the aid of an artist to bring the, you know, to bring what I'm saying to life, to bring the scene to life.
0: Like you're in your own little tugboat versus pulling up with the, with the with the whole battleship kind of thing.
1: Exactly. And so you know what Matty has done with issue zero and what what you're gonna see, Ooh, yeah, you know, like, issue from zero is real pretty. It's real, yo, fib, It's gorgeous. It's I'm pretty. like, what? Like, y'all spoiled me. And then what 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 Arby Silva, who is just like astounding, what he does, you know, in Symbol of Truth, it's like I can see when I'm writing, I see the scenes in my head, mm-hmm. and I send the script off and I get pages back, and I'm like, yo, how did, I thought what I was writing was dope, and then, like, you send me these pages, and it's, bam, it's like they take it to a whole new level. It's wild. It's absolutely wild, and so it's nice to be able to have that interaction, right, because also Mm. you get to, you know, the more you work with an artist, you get to learn what it is that they really like doing like what it is in terms of their strengths um you know are they you know are they are they an artist who's very thirsty for like you know combat set pieces right Mm -hmm. or like really kinetic stuff are they an artist that's really looking to do more sort of introspective character moments right Mm -hmm. And they really shine there are they you know are they you know, really dope at one thing and want to be pushed more to do another thing. And it's, like, there's this very cool... It's, like, it's teamwork. It really does feel like teamwork in a way that I don't necessarily get working in other media. And that's something that I think is unique to comics. And it, like, it's just... like there are times where i can be like look i don't even need to put any dialogue in this scene like you just mm-hmm. you just did it for me like you just made it happen without
0: me having it, to say like, anything.
1: i don't even what do you need me for like-
0: right like, like they, they did everything that was kind of how back in the day we had the marvel method where the marvel mm-hmm. like, like the artist would come up with everything and the writer would put the words there but you're able to basically just be like yo this is what i want and then they elevate what you were already on in terms of what's going on
1: yeah oh yeah no it's 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 incredible. And it really does, you know, drive home the point that like, you know, these scripts, these things that I generate are blueprints, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you think of a novel, a novel is a finished product, right? It's not really a blueprint for anything else. Maybe a movie script is a blueprint for the director, but like a comic script is a blueprint for like the team that Mm -hmm. does, that creates the finished product. And I think having an understanding of that going in made the transition to working in comics, like a lot smoother than it could have been, because I wasn't I wasn't territorial about things. I wasn't like, oh, it has to be this way, or uh, this is what I was thinking, or this is how you know this has to be the panel arrangement, or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, yo, like I'm working with uber talented people. I'm gonna let them cook. <laughs> okay, that's
0: what's up. Like that, like that's always something I'm always curious about is that relationship because, like, truth be told, in this day and age artists and colorists and letterers they don't get the credit they deserve so to mm-hmm. hear that relationship evolve and be able to see someone from your background come in and then build that relationship is always something i love hearing about
1: oh yeah no it's like so much respect to these art it's ridiculous so like my my intro i think into the world of writing for marvel actually goes back to i want to say february 2021 mm-hmm. um when I got to participate in a one-shot. I, I did it, it, I was part of the Marvel's uh, Voices. Marvel's Voices legacy, you know, uh, anthology. And I got to write, I got to write a short story oh, about oh. Domino. And yep. <laughs> yeah. About <laughs> and I got to I got to write a one-shot about Domino. Uh, and it was the very first time that I that I'd written a comic, that I'd written a comic script. Okay. And and when they told me that Ken Lashley was gonna be doing the art, Ooh, bam. I I had to spend the following like 30 minutes trying to pick my jaw up off. <laughs> I
0: like, just got his I am
1: Batman number five, like in the middle. It's just it,
0: he's so good.
1: And it's like I've I've like grown up idolizing this man's work, like mm. in comp and like now he's like now I get to work with it. He's he's doing art for my, for my story. <laughs> And so it's just, like, I'm just starstruck the whole time. Like, that's that's my thing. It's, like, you know, it's not even a matter of, like, them not getting cr- – I'm just so starstruck all the time. I'm, like, how are these people not on, like, Mount Olympus, right? Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like you walking in, like, there's these titans, and you get to, like, step Actually, on their level though, for a
1: minute. Ac- yo, like, I – like, yo, Captain America Zero – this book that I – this book that I co-wrote has – freaking alex ross covers what that, the hell like
0: <laughs> uh, you, you have no idea how hard my life has been recently like trying to find the textless berry like, like, like version of that cover like i oh. even went to my lcs this morning <laughs> and all they had was the steve cover drove across town to the other comic shop to get yours like i had i had to have sam's because like don't get me wrong like, just to burn it out real quick, get the Steve mm-hmm. one, read it, like, be ready for the night, cool, whatever. But, like, I needed the Sam one because
1: it just, yeah, like, oh, yeah. One. Like, it just. And then you no, got to teach Momoko
0: variant, too. Like, damn.
1: Oh. I'm just like, and it's oh, all the wraparound cover. What? Oof. Like, it I'm just. A, I'm going like, to get that
0: next week. My brother no, like, a few.
1: I'm so spoiled. I am so spoiled. Like, that's what it feels like. It feels like I am so spoiled. Um, But no, it just like, I think it just goes to show like what this process can be like when everybody is super excited for and proud of the thing that they're working on. Um, Like co-writing number zero with Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly, who will be doing Sentinel of Liberty. It was such a joy. It was such a joy. Like, those those 2 there's some of the wackiest dudes that I've ever known. Okay. And just, like, amazing and just brilliant, too, and so much fun. Like, the synergy was just there. From I was the like, child. yeah, this,
0: this book feels like it's very balanced and, like, it, it feels like, like like both of you, like, I gotta ask, who 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 made Zola say "come the fuck on"? Like, I I need to know. Like, <laughs> that
1: was them. That was them. Oh, oh that I thought it was, was you. I'm like, was <laughs> I
0: felt like, you would say something <laughs> that was, like that. Like, like for so Zola to come that, off yeah.
1: like that, would you be <laughs> so out of pocket? Like, there's no way a white person wrote that. Like, I, I, oh, I mean, like, and that's what I'm that's what I'm saying is like, yo, these 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 dudes are built different. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it was like it was the vibes were immaculate, right? And. And like what they've got, what they've got cooking for Steve in, in Sentinel of Liberty is like really, really, really cool. And so like I think it's going to be interesting. Something I hope that readers are able to do is read the two books in tandem, right? Because, you know, they, you know, this is a world of two Captain Americas. And they, mm-hmm. Steve and Sam, are very much doing their own thing. Um, Sam is very much the sort of public-facing Captain America. Steve's on a much more sort of introspective journey.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and, and you know, some of what he will be going through involves sort of looking at his own history and whatnot. Um, but, like, the two books are there is relation between them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like it's, it's one of those things where you can get a lot out of just reading one book, but when you read the two of them together, it just augments this. It's like, it's like um, do you ever see that movie, uh, Keanu? With, yeah. With, yeah. So you know that was like a John Wick parody, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, it's like watching Keanu after having watched a John Wick and like getting it. Right. Versus yeah. like watching Keanu without realizing that they're all these like John Wick re- that the whole movie is like a John Wick reference, right? Yeah.
0: You don't got the whole picture of white like, light, like, but like having both kind of like gives you that introspective of both. Exactly.
1: What's going on. Exactly. And they're just dope writers too. So like that's just it's just really it's just really fun. Like I've I've been reading their scripts. Yo, dog, it's just it's okay. like they're they're amazing.
0: See, yeah. like and that brings like like one thing that like I've been very vocal about. and been frustrated by is the idea of, of, of and also like it's, it's going to be a multifaceted like statement. Mm-hmm. Last question of why do and in, like like and Sam and, and and Steve play with it at the end? Why is there this need f- from your perspective of two Captain Americas mm-hmm. like? why isn't there the ability for Steve to take that step back? Like ha- like we mm-hmm. see even now, like DC is trying to do, like, like finally like take that step forward and have the next generation take over. And all, Marvel tried, Marvel really tried with all new, all different to take that step forward. They tried to do Marvel Generations and show the next generation moving forward. What to you signals this like not being a stagnant point of, or like mm-hmm. giving people- like one group of fans what they want and one group of fans what they want like is is this just gonna be the Peter Miles situation where Peter's still the front runner while Miles is in his own little pocket or are we actually going to see a growth where Sam is the only Captain America at some point
1: I mean I think you know I have no idea what like Marvel has planned. Right. I, I mean, I only know like the arcs that I have planned, and yo, there's some wild shit coming up. I that's all I'm gonna say. There's some okay. wild shit coming up, but like, I think personally, for me, I find this incredible dynamism in having both Steve and Sam be Cap because I think there's you have the opportunity for interplay that you wouldn't necessarily have if only Sam were Cap and Steve were just Steve Rogers and not Mm -hmm. Captain America anymore. Like there's, there's so many incredible story opportunities, like storytelling opportunities that are present because they're both, they're both this hero. They're both this, they're both playing this role and they're both doing it in very, very, very different ways. And they're also both going on their own different journeys. I think it's, you know, we just, you know, the, the, you know, trailer for Thor Four just dropped, right? And right. you know, we got we got that little teaser at the end um of our you know of our Jane Foster Thor in mm. a movie that has, you know Thor like you know that has Chris Chris times times Thor, Thor like in the, yeah, far, the exactly, run. and that's that's super exciting, right? That's yeah. super, super super exciting. I think, you know, and I think it's one of those things too where, you know, there's You know, I feel like there's always going to be an opportunity for these, you know, newer heroes or heroes in newer roles to build longevity and to pave their own way. And I think that's part of it, too, because sometimes I think what can happen when, you know, a new character takes on an old role is that they're taking on also all the baggage and history of that so that it becomes very difficult to divorce the role from the previous person who held it, right? Okay. Whereas here, like, one of the really exciting things about writing Sam Wilson as Cap is that we haven't seen too much of Sam Wilson as Cap. There are so many- places where i can take him he kept getting sidelined
0: by event after event so like exactly so
1: like yo the the stuff that's even in our first arc like the stuff that's happening is because and part of it is because we've never seen sam like interact particularly as captain america with these people in this Mm -hmm. way we've never seen sam in this place we've never seen sam in this place and it's cool like i think it's just really exciting not just doing that um, you know, with Samus Cap, but doing that in a world where Steve Rogers is also Cap, because that me, yo, I just I love conflict, like mm-hmm. in storytelling, not necessarily in real life, but like if people right. want smoke, I can I can turn this into a hookah bar, right? Um, <laughs> but but you know, what does it look what does it look like when you have two Captain Americas who disagree on a thing?
0: right okay okay
1: like and and that's and that's the thing too is that you have an opportunity for sam to potentially like really assert himself as a different captain america right Mm -hmm. he's he's not steve he is very much not steve and like also too it's really exciting just like the image the image of two captain americas clashing what does that look like it was like yeah and like both very legitimate captain americas right and so that i think i'm always looking at the story potential of situations right so it's not necessarily that okay we're we're pandering to these fans here and we're pandering to these fans here like it's not necessarily like a mercenary cash grab type thing i do think that there's potential you know and and part of this is you know part of this is contingent on the writer wanting to go to those places or the writers Ooh. wanting to go to those places there's so much potential in having these two different entities like struggle to coexist because it's not always going to be frictionless right? right we see this every time there's a new generation of mutants introduced into yeah. the you know every single time, like it's it's never easy it's never you know? right and like i i i really like like love that you're
0: you're willing to see that conflict and see that growth there i think and like this is this is like my favorite argument to sort of counter that in a way or at least oppose that mm-hmm. is what happens in 70 years from now from like a Spider-Man perspective when mm-hmm. we ha- it, it's time for Miguel to walk in the door, but Miles hasn't got to be the amazing Spider-Man. To like, so mm-hmm. just, just sort of like cross-reference that here, when is it going to be the time for steve to get that dance with peggy or with sharon or whoever that whoever like mm-hmm. wh- when are we going to be able to see similar to what we see in the mcu where sam has to embody the next mm-hmm. generation and be that hero and face that adversity of but not my captain america's and things mm-hmm. like that wh- wh- do you see a world where we can finally do that or at, at the very least
1: yeah i mean and i i you know, I see a world where we can have Sam reckon with the racial implications domestically of being a Black Captain America while Steve is still around, right? And like, I think that actually makes things more interesting because, you know, does does Sam go to Steve for advice and does he not, right? Mm. Because there's like there's arguments for both ways. Like he could he could be coming to Steve like look, you've, you've held the, sh- you know, you've, you've raised the shield for however long. Like, how did you do it? The flip side is, yo, he's a, like, he's a white dude who was in a block of ice for maybe the most contentious period of American history. Yeah. He has nothing to tell me like, right. There's so many different ways that this could go. Right. Uh, and you don't necessarily have that if you don't have Steve to play off of. Right. Okay. And so like, that's why I'm always looking at, okay, these are the these are the the pieces that we have on the chessboard. What can I do to make sure that all of them are necessary? That all of them can be utilized in the most dramatic and dynamic way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think and like one of the things that I wanted to do as well is that, you know, in Coates's run, we saw we saw a bit of Captain America, albeit as Steve Rogers, like reckon with the idea of a divided America. What does mm-hmm. it mean to represent like an America? Uh, while not turning a blind eye to its worst self right right? and what I wanted to do with Sam is it's sort of different from because like like that it seemed like part of that ground had already been covered Mm -hmm. and also too like not to say that I'm being influenced by the you know events in the MCU but like you know with Falcon and Winter Soldier we had Sam Wilson grapple with you know, people's preconceived notions about what it means for America to have a Black Captain America. Right. So I didn't want people to, I don't want people to read Symbol of Truth and be like, okay, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. Like, they're just, they're just ramming it home. Oh, it's tough for a Black dude in America. It's tough for Black heroes. Like, da, 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 Let's get to interesting. Like, we've, you know, the other, other writers, other storytellers have already sort of gone to those places. And granted, there's still places like within that arena to explore, I wanted to be like, okay, you know, Captain America doesn't just have to deal with Americans who might have preconceived notions about a Black Captain America. He has to deal with the rest of the world, maybe having preconceived notions about yeah. a Black Captain America. Um, and, you know, as we'll see with with the first arc of Symbol of Truth, you know, Cap's adventure, I guess you could say, uh, involves, partially involves Wakanda. And I was, was wondering something. why that
0: was being hinted at the final issue. Yeah, that seemed really weird. Okay.
1: Yeah, and so, like, and that, that's part of it. That's that's one of the things that I want to do, too. And, you know, it's not just me sort of indulging in my, in my love of, like, spy thrillers and action thrillers and, and, and all of that. But it's, mm. like, okay, like, and this is something that, like, people were talking about after Black Panther, but I don't know was, like, really addressed in the movie. It's, like, okay, like, same as an african-american dude, right and his you know his lineage his his family they've gone through what they've gone through right i feel like there's been this assumption oftentimes in comics you know not just in in the marvel universe but in comics in general that characters of a particular race automatically agree on everything or like it's all copacetic Mm -hmm. right Unless they're white, because then they have the variety of human experience and they can like clash and, and et cetera. But it's like, right. Like coach,
0: it, like, like coach had the crew. We we can all be a black superhero team to team up, but that doesn't mean we're going to agree on every issue.
1: Ex- and, and like that was, that's something that I really re- like, I want to drive into that fissure. I, I like okay. where, what are the cracks? What are the cracks in the relationship between, you know, between two black superheroes that we just like assume, oh, they're superheroes and they're black. So like, obviously they're on the same side, Mm. not necessarily. Right. And this goes back to the point that was being made earlier about, you know, a white writer breaking up storm and T'Challa and a black writer breaking up storm and T'Challa. Right. Um, One of the really, one of the really fun things to do with black Panther legends um, you know the the miniseries geared towards young readers that that I was like that I had such a blast writing, um, is like reckon with that. Particularly given Wakanda's like isolationist policies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know the story is situated um, at a time where in T'Challa's youth. You know that that point in time is 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 like you know coexistent with apartheid South Africa. And his mother, Ramonda, is South African. And also happening in the continent in the 90s and the 2000s. There are all these civil wars. There's famine. There's all these horrible things that are happening. Wakanda's sitting on a literal gold mine. Like Wakanda has the most advanced technology. It has this mineral, this resource that could do so much to improve the lives of others in their immediate vicinity like people not. that are right or, but they're not right and that's like, always kind of been a
0: criticism of wakanda as an existing platform it's like and, it almost feels too fantasy for its own good while the rest of the continent's in poverty
1: exactly and like what and so as a storyteller i'm looking at that and i'm like okay what are the what are the interesting reasons behind that mm. and what are the consequences of that right what does it mean for the sort of the the chickens to come home to roost right for a place that has situated itself like that right what are the consequences of wakanda having been wakanda the way that it's been wakanda for so long right mm-hmm. and that's like that's one of the things that i'm very interested in doing is looking at the situations that you know i've inherited as a as a creator at this point in time and seeing okay what are the interesting storytelling possibilities here and like that's why it was important for me as well to have Joaquin Torres as falcon I was going to get to that. Go ahead. Like there's so like, there's so much story there. Like there's Mm -hmm. so much story. And it was like, I had such a blast and it was such a meaningful experience too, um, to be able to give Falcon his own story in this as well. And I Mm -hmm. think that's another way in which Sam can really live into the role as Cap and not as like some hybrid Cap Falcon is because like, he there's another generation
0: moving back to building. Ex-
1: exactly. Exactly. So, like, it's just, there's just so much storytelling potential. And, like, hats off to, hats off to Alana, hats off to Tom. Like, the team at Marvel that's let me really run with this. It's, okay. they've, they've had a pretty, like, no guardrails policy. Really? Because the stuff that I've been pitching them. Okay. And it's. It's, yeah, like it's like I'm very pleasantly surprised.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I that's always something I was very like serious, but like because like obviously Tommy DiCillo is a legend. They're mm-hmm. they're gonna, they're gonna let him play ball. It doesn't matter, but like, mm-hmm. like and they're gonna eat the, the, the criticism and roll with it. But for a new writer, it, 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 that kind of really excites me that they're gonna let you go that extra length. I really is awesome. yeah,
1: it's and it's interesting too because you know I think it'd be very easy to fall into the trap of being buried under expectations right Mm -hmm. like because it's it's an honor and a privilege to be able to write captain america it really is um given what the hero means symbolically to so many people right right um but like i i try not to think too much about that i try to think about okay what what are the interesting things i can do with this character how can I enrich this story because they called they like they brought me in for a reason right Right. like I'm good at what I do right they brought me in for a reason Mm. like they like my ideas all of this stuff I just need to have confidence in that and I feel like that you know that's um, you know if a young creator sort of has that mindset, it becomes a lot easier then to be able to do the work and to have fun doing it and to Mm. find, you know, a meaningful experience in doing it. It's just like, it's, it's so much fun. It really is. And like this, like this first arc of Symbol of Truth, it's, it gets into some heavy stuff, but it's fun. Like it's, it's like the most fun I've had writing a thing. Um, And it's been cool to, 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 like be able to be able to sort of have my cake and eat it too. Like Excellent. there there are some very tough questions that get asked in the first arc of Symbol of Truth. Some very tough questions, right? All right. Some some would say like damn near unanswerable questions get asked right. in that like the very first arc. So it's not like oh they're telling me I need to like build up to things or I need to like They're you, know, you pop off. from the jump, like they're letting me just go ham from the very beginning. Like we're starting at 10. And that's been very encouraging that's been Excellent. very 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 encouraging so it's been it's been a fantastic experience so far fantastic experience
0: okay so one thing that you t- you touched on is the idea that we're starting in Wakanda and also Deadpool's on the cover of issue yeah. two and <laughs> yeah. that like I like, like like unintentionally my, my red alert goes off because one criticism that I had of Rodney Barnes' Falcon run is. The reliance on other black characters to give Sam a boost and almost like validity and Mm -hmm. not really building a foundation for Sam to be his own hero like he's always been cap sidekick never getting to really do like build his own roster or like have his own status quo if you will um like you had blade and vampires you had um demons and brother voodoo in the first arc of falcon and then now you we, we see you heading into wakanda and that's even something even you been kind of clutched on was seeing riri go to wakanda what like what can, like is there a way that like without spoiling anything that you can sort of give people like reassurance that if we're not just gonna go on world tours and like see every black person like that we can find and actually build something for sam
1: um when sam when sam interacts with these people particularly some of the people that you're going to see on these covers um it's not going to be pretty okay yeah like that's and i think that's you know to get at exactly your worry you know that was one of the things that i really want you know want to have fun with is i I like putting characters in conflict with each other Uh i like them disagreeing i like them not getting along Cause then I have to figure out, okay, why don't they get along? And then things get really interesting. Okay. Things get really, really, really interesting. And so, you know, it was it was also just like really fun and exciting to like write Deadpool for a little bit. All <laughs> like, right, it's just like that issue. That issue with him and and Sam is just it's. I had so much fun writing that issue, awesome. but. You know, one thing that I'm always cognizant of is that it's Sam in the driver's seat. Yeah, exactly. he's like he's running this show. He is running this show. Everybody in the comic is playing second fiddle to him. That's something that I'm always, always, always keeping in mind. Excellent. You know, when I'm writing Sam and when I'm writing, you know, Symbol of Truth, is that he's he's the main character, and um. it, it can be easy to forget that, like in other instances and circumstances because you know of the you know sidekick mantle that he's worn for so long but he's the main character here the spotlight is on him he has the most lines like that Mm -hmm. like that's that's just sort of how how it goes and it's really you know you just have to like walk in with that assumption like that's that's a foundational thing like don't even worry about him getting like you know, shown up by some star okay. character or whatever. Like, you don't even need to worry about that. He Excellent. is in the spotlight. Yes.
0: All right. And then you you mentioned Joaquin. Joaquin was one of my favorite characters that was brought in during Sam Wilson, Captain America. But is there, like, and one thing that we saw in uh, the Falcon uh, miniseries was Rayshawn. And that dynamic of, oh, I'm not Falcon anymore, I don't need another Falcon, but, like, there is another Falcon, what if I had a Patriot? And that dynamic. So it, like, is there any intention to reference Rayshon even in passing or even have that dynamic return of, I technically pulled two kids into the superhero business unintentionally. You had a vampire, like m- like bird scientist thing, make Joaquin be a thing. And then now you have Rayshon and the fallout of, of Secret Empire. Is there any like intention like, to highlight that?
1: Oh man, I can neither confirm nor deny. Oh, oh. <laughs> ah, I hate that. No, I mean I I will say, I will say, you know, it it we do see we do see the Sam Joaquin relationship. Okay. Right? We that's do fair. we do see that. And we do see, and it's important to me as well to have you know Joaquin be his own character as well. Good. Um, and he's like he's not he's not just because like no matter the story and no matter the medium, like I am always thrilled when I come across like side characters, no matter how much real estate they have on the page that are, or at least hint at fully like full dimensionality. Right. They have fully realized past. They have their own history. They have their own conflicts. They're not just, it's not like a magical Negro situation. Right.
0: Mm, Yes.
1: And It was very important for me to have Falcon be a fully embodied character with his own history, with his own things that he's struggling with, with his own insecurities and anxieties, with his own reasons for anger, for rage, for sadness, all of that, right? Please tell me
0: we're not doing an MCU rewrite and we're keeping him in Harlem. Please tell me
1: oh yeah no he's like and that's so that's yo that brings me to a very 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 important point and this is such an important distinction between um symbol of truth between sam in the comics and sam in the mcu sam in the mcu is a military man Mm -hmm. right military man from nolens all of that um sam in the comics is a social worker Yep, he's a social worker from harlow
0: that was always what drove me nuts like you randomly made this man sergeant Bubba Gump for no reason like why did we need that <laughs> you, you, you you had this man he was a pastor's
1: kid he had a yep. story and you threw it out the window like why it just so thank you thank you yeah no it like and it matters it matters mm-hmm. man because like you know i you know i have a background in in social justice stuff and after law school i worked um particularly with regards to the issue of, of incarceration um, in New York. And so I saw a lot of social work. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it it can inform so much of how you think about the world, how much you, right. you know, it, it can inform how you problem solve, it can inform how you look at things like good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. It like, it's so important for me to like, keep in mind and, you know, to make sure that, that readers remember that, like, you know, this is not MCU Sam. Ooh. This is like, this is Sam. This is Sam Wilson, social worker, son of a preacher's kid in Harlem, whose parent who lost both parents violently. Yeah. Yep. Violently. Like, they had some serious Uncle Ben moments. Like, yep. and as a kid, he had to go through that. And I don't think we've ever seen Sam really. Sort of reckon with that, or be forced to reckon
0: with it's that. always been glossed over. Like I think the one time I remember it being really highlighted was in Generations Captain America by Nick Spencer, where like he, he spends multiple panels like painting that flashback, but no one else seems to care. They they just mm. act they, they're like, oh no, like Harlem's Luke Cage's territory. Like, no, 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 no. There, there is more than one black person in Harlem. Like we can tell oh, this, stories, like, dang Harlem, Harlem, like Harlem.
1: Harlem can be big when it wants to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like it's and like that so so it, like it's that's been a source of 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 fun for me but also part of my sort of mission is you know making sure that people that people don't get it twisted this is not mcu sam wilson this is this is our Sam. This is my Sam Wilson. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Like this is our Sam Wilson, right? right? Um this is this is the comic Sam Wilson. You could you could say this is the OG Sam Wilson. oh um, hey, there we go. There we go. And uh like that's making him his own character is so much fun. Because like there's you know going back to earlier points, there's so much possibility, right? There's so right. much there's like, like there's so much real estate there's so much that hasn't been written. Like we get, we get to build the mythology of Sam Wilson as Captain America together. Like we get to do that. We get to do that. And that's just, that's thrilling. That's absolutely thrilling
0: like that was always one thing it just it seemed like the minute Remender got him in the door we're about to we're about the nuke the multiverse and then the minute uh, like uh Spencer got him in the door we're about to like bring Nazis in like we 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 couldn't get our footing and the times that by the controversy it just there was non-stop trouble for Sam and he couldn't even be able to tell his story
1: and like that's i you know i have to give you know, I have to give credit again to, to Alana and Tom and to, to Jackson and Colin, because one of the things that we were very intent on from the very beginning was making sure that we could all make this work together, right? And how to basically build a platform for longevity, this isn't a mini series. This isn't like like we're not gonna you know, like we're not gonna,
0: like, we're not gonna, like scratch off and go one of six like halfway down the exactly, road. Are
1: we? Exactly, exactly. Like, that wasn't that
0: happened to the Falcon book when it was pitched as yeah. a series and then it got cut off at issue six.
1: Yeah, like this is not like symbol of truth is not a limited series. Like it's not it's not a side book. It's not whatever. Like we have two Captain Americas, right? And. Right. The conversations were very early on. I'm like, okay, how can we make this so that this goes on forever? Right? Like, you know, like, you know, in perpetuity that we that we sort of have this that we have because this is a status quo. And that's what that's what issue zero is setting up is like, this is the status quo. There's no, there's no cap A and cap B they're both cap like they right. even joke about it like the, the yeah. right that was like the uncanny <laughs> cap and stuff
0: like yeah, that. exactly so you bring up a really good point and that is something that i i, I always like at the end of my show i'm always like supporting local comic shop pre-order but that is something that is a really big fear for mm-hmm. like like readers of color because like not only do you see more people uh doing digital you see people mm-hmm. trade waiting um like how is there like 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 you're saying longevity does From what you've been told, or if you're allowed to even say, does Sam sort of have now the Black Panther immunity where he's done well enough that we're not about to go acts at six or acts at 12 and be done? Because the most infamous story that I love telling people is Black Panther and the crew was canceled after issue one because nobody understood what a pre-order was. So, like, that that's <laughs> the biggest fear I have is that mm-hmm. we're going to end up, like, back in how it was with Balgater, back where we were with the crew, where we can't even get in the door to tell Sam's story. Is there any, like, way to, like, like alleviate that fear? Well,
1: let's just say that Team Cap has planned many, many, many issues into the future. All right, all right. That, we, that's we, just
0: always a fear in comics. It's like oh, sales absolutely. numbers are horrible, but like there's oh, always yeah. a, like no, there's... It, back when uh the, the MCU Black Panther movie came out, you saw ball volume one flying off an Amazon show yep. like it was no business. So yep. it's like
1: that ability to get somewhere is important. Oh, absolutely. And you know, I have to I have to say too, from you know, just a financial standpoint, too, you know, the Ooh, yep. the popularity of, of Falcon and Winter Soldier and that tying into the next phase of the MCU with with anthony mackie playing cap like that's definitely have to have like been a factor with regards to like timing and stuff like that so i don't think that there's going to be any sort of worry there because you know there are going to be people that see new cap movies and they're going to be like oh like sam wilson is cap on this cover like they're going to see that they're going to recognize that and they're going to be able to like jump into that and that's in addition to all the people that have been like you know a one from day one right Mm -hmm. and so I'm not I'm not terribly worried. I think I think you know again what's been really heartening is that we've all been sort of on the same page with building something that will last. Okay. Like something that like other writers can eventually jump onto Sam Wilson's cap in the way that we've seen different writers handle Steve Rogers' cap, right? Mm. Like I like yeah. you know it's it's that sort of thing. Like we've seen like we just saw Hulk change hands, right? You know. You know, I like the most
0: jarring thing ever where you went from Nazi cap to Mark Wayne doing a forgiveness (laughs) tour and then going, (laughs) all right, and then Coach going, okay, now we're getting political
1: again, deal with it. Yes, (laughs) exactly. And so, like, that's what I think that goes back to the staying power issue, right? Is like when you can have a hero that can, that is robust enough to exist. In the hands of so many different creators that mm. take that hero in so many different directions, that's when you know that you've built something to last. Okay. Right. Because it's not like, it's not like, oh, they like, you know, this, this, you know, creative team completely killed this character for me. Like somebody else can come along and be like, yo, this dude, this, this character is mm. it now. Like this, right. yo, let's go, let's freaking go. Like, mm. you know, it's, you know, it's like seeing what, what al ewing and company have done with immortal hulk right, right. like and th- like this isn't to shade like other hulk runs or anything like that but like immortal hulk is you
0: took it back to its horror roots it went from yeah. just being constant smashed and like galactic type endeavors to going but let's make this a horror book
1: again. yeah like it's what like it's 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 something else right, right. and it's and i feel like when you when you have a hero That can that you can put in the hands of different people, like that's when you know that you've created something iconic. You you've created something because I don't want Sam Cap to just be like me, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want Sam Cap to always just be like a Tochi thing, right? right? I I want I want Sam Cap to be robust enough that like people that are in the position that I'm in now or in the position that I was in in 2021. Can aspire to jump on this cat book as the writer, okay. right? And can be like, okay, I like, I I want my shot. I want my mm-hmm. shot at Sam Wilson as Captain America. Right. Like right. I like that to me is like the ideal. If there, if there are people waiting in the wings to write Sam Wilson as cap, um that's like that's just like that's incredible to me. That's mm-hmm. like really, really, really incredible to me.
0: Okay. So the one, the last big thing that I was curious about, obviously we saw with the Marvel voices cover to be the first like premiere of it. And now we're getting like the multiple covers showing it. What's the significance of Sam having a different shield? Like obviously previously we saw him having to be like carrying on the shield and that made the mm-hmm. significance of the mantle. What is the significance of him having a different shield than Steve?
1: Um, Part of it is, is, making it so that the shield was more purely an extension of him than okay you know a sort of thing that he inherits as part of taking on this role right because you know the wing design and all of that right yeah. so it's not like when sam wilson became capped he had to like let go of his wings or anything like that he right here about- Ex- exactly so like this is a different Captain America this is like a new this is this is not your right this is not the other Captain America this is this Captain America and so I think having that separate shield design was very important for us in terms of distinguishing and making sure that this was part of the icon that would become like Sam Wilson as Captain America. Okay
0: I just like I was very curious about that because it seemed to Sort of like I, I remember that like the scene that Remender crafted of old man Steve going this like this is yours now and then they sort of mimicked that in the MCU of like no that's not mine that's yours like it's yeah. sort, <laughs> we're, we're not really having that anymore and I was curious of what the mindset was behind that
1: yeah no like it's you know we're you know we. Sam Wilson is his own captain America, right and we're trying right. to figure out every way possible that we can hammer that point home, um, particularly visually, like that and the shield is because the shield is such an iconic part of the hero, like you know, a lot of thought went into, okay, how can we make it so that this shield is Sam's shield? Uh-huh. you know it's not it's not a shield that he's sharing with anyone else. It's not a shield that he's inherited from anyone else. Okay. this is him right like right. this is this is him like if he loses this shield if this shield is taken from him it's like he's lost a significant part of his identity or like it's it's like he's lost you know a limb in the way that like steve losing his shield would have a similar impact on him, right, right? And, and i don't know if you get that with sam if you have sam having the same shield as steve i mean like
0: I, I just I feel myself very on like on de- like defense of going like mm-hmm. we like like the, the 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 thing that I've been saying recently. It feels especially with the upcoming Jade return to to the Hammer and now this. It feels like we have to have this separate but equal situation mm-hmm. to the, to sort of like accommodate the, the 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 backlash we had previously. Because as mm-hmm. you know, when it came just Sam having the Shield, there was constant situations going on. So I think while I I, I'm very happy to hear from you that yo we're making this his own this is his Mm -hmm. now we're not we're not messing around like Steve's had other shields before there's been Mm -hmm. other ways where Steve has continued on even when he was secretly a a, a Nazi and Mm -hmm. whatnot he had his own shield and was doing his own thing separate from Sam so I think it's just this fear I have of watching these heroes that are becoming the next generation having to sort of like coexist and be separate mm-hmm. but equal to accommodate others mm-hmm. rather than moving forward like i'll, I'll even quote uh, like netflix luke cage like we're not we're not moving forward we're going back as, as pop said mm-hmm. like wait i find that a little bit frustrating in a way that no sense.
1: i like i and i get it like i absolutely i definitely get it i mean one thing too is that you know canonically there there are and this is going to be revealed i i can say there are story reasons why sam shield is different okay. from steve shield and like it's oh it's so there's so much that i just can't talk oh, about <laughs> but like, it's tragic but like, it's
0: tragic but i get it
1: but like there's you know because there's there's a story behind like steve shield and how he got a shield what the shield was made out of like all oh. of that stuff Sam's shield has its own history, like that and right. that's part of it too is that with each with each sort of new way in which we are we are distinguishing Sam from Steve, that is another sort of aspect of story that we can really dig into mm-hmm. like we can give that its own history. A new shield demands its own provenance right, right? what is like because you have to ask, okay, how did he get that shield? Where did mm-hmm. that shield come from? What is it made out of? Is it made out of the same stuff as Steve's shield? Mm. Like, what's the history behind that shield? That becomes its own story, right? And so that, like, it just gives me more real estate to be perfectly, like, if I'm just, if I'm just keeping it one thou wow, like, I just I get to have more fun because I'm like, right. yo, this is <laughs> like this you, you, is you this playing is, ball, you having a good time. Yeah, now. Okay. I'm like this. Okay, so this is some of the wild shit. Like it's like the you know yeah. it's the Zola, it's the you know beginning of the Zola story. It's like you wanna you wanna hear about how I fell out with this suicide, with yeah. this chicken You know, it's like it's like that. It's like you wanna know how I got this wild shield. It's like, like it, man, <laughs> and like I'll, I'll admit, like I think what
0: halfway through the book, I I, I was I was in battle mode. Like when I was mm-hmm. reading the, the issues here. Because it's like, it's just been like, what now? Six years of just mm-hmm. the constant baggage on Sam and then Nick Spencer predicting the future. You mm-hmm. saw just the constant blatant racism, no, those skills, mm-hmm. keep it 100, and just like, and, and call it out for what it was. But then I sort of, by like that, that perfect star panel of like Bucky, Sharon, Peggy, and then like the recent multicultural Captain America's we've seen, that sort of went. Oh, so we're just relantering this. We're not, we're not even like gonna, like, gonna play ball. We're just gonna like relanter this and let everyone have the have the shield. All right, bet. But like I, I I think seeing how excited you are has like alleviated me a lot because it has been a constant battle though, mm-hmm. fending mm-hmm. off the racism. So it's just absolutely it, and, 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 like so it's just that thing of wanting to see a brighter future for the hero that I've seen since I was a kid.
1: Absolutely. And like I like I get it, and I'm like right there with you. like you know when you when you have a hero that you have like so much invested in and the potential for whom is so great and you've you've seen that potential not get met like over and over and over again mm-hmm. um, you know despite despite you know you know however valiant the effort has been like it's always it's never turned out it's like okay why would i hope for a different result this time Exactly. Time, right um but for me i think one of the things one of the things that's interesting um about writing sam is cat it's it, you know that that toni morrison quote comes to mind and i'll be paraphrasing but she talks about how racism is a distraction in a lot of ways um, and how it it sucks like dealing with it sucks up so much of your energy that could be devoted to all these other things right yeah and so that's one of the reasons why i didn't want to necessarily spend a lot of time having sam contend with you know any sort of racist backlash to him being captain america like we're past that right like he's he's we're past that because there are other stories there at least to me there are other really interesting sort of newer stories stories that i haven't seen yet that can be told if we're just like look i don't like you know if and even if sam's like i don't care how they feel about me as cap
0: Mm -hmm. like
1: i don't I, i don't care i have a mission that i have to do right now like you know it's it's like it's that sort of thing and so you know i feel like that like that's a mindset that i've been able to to bring to this is that like there's no there's no debate about sam wilson's cap like Mm -hmm. this that's not it's not up for debate it doesn't matter like to the extent that like there's no amount of like domestic backlash or whatever that could make Sam be like, Oh damn. I, you know, I just, I guess they don't like me enough. Like I can, mm. I got to give this back. Like there's no, like, that's not a possibility. That's not a possibility. Nobody okay. can be there. You couldn't get, it's not a, you couldn't get enough signatures on a petition to get Sam to be like, oh, I guess I'm not captain America anymore. Like he's, okay. ca- he's like, he's ca- that we're, we're past that. Right. And I think that's, You know, particularly when you're dealing with a hero of color, particularly a black hero that's being put in, you know, in this new position, particularly if it's a position of leadership, I feel like there's always this, this compulsion to portray them dealing with the backlash Mm -hmm. And like from the jump, right? So it's not they don't even get to start doing their job. They have to prove, and we see this in the workplace too. Mm. Like you just ask any like black woman in a professional environment, Ooh, right? Yes, like yes. ask ask any ask any of them, mm. and they they will tell you to a T, like how their job is so much more than them doing their job. There's so much more that they have to prove. There's so much more with regards to how they feel they have to carry themselves, like all these things that they have to think about and mental energy that they have to spend before they even walk in the front door of the office, right? right? Before they even start their work day, right? And for me, from a storytelling perspective, like I didn't want to give Sam's detractors or at least those detractors airtime like I don't like that they're not the interesting part of Sam's story to me right like Sam Sam doesn't Sam doesn't necessarily care that people don't like him and and what I what I mean by that is like people not liking him isn't going to change his mind about him being cap like right. he's Cap. like he's he that's he that's just it like if you don't like it deal with it I'm still gonna save your life like I but like right. you know you can't you can't change this, (laughs) you know, this is gravity at this point, like, it's a thermodynamic principle that Mm. Sam Wilson is Captain America, and that's just, that's, that's my mindset writing this book, Mm. like, no, if something were to ever happen, in my mind, that would force Sam to give up his shield in this sort of, like, new status quo, the last thing that it would be, the last thing that it could be to me would be any sort of like domestic backlash, like, oh, like, you know, any sort of domestic racism type thing, because Mm. that's just corny. That's corny, that's corny to me. That's too little. That's too little. If Sam stops being Captain America, it has to be because freaking Silver Surfer came in and was like Galactus is going to blow up the planet unless you give up. Like it's got to right, be something okay. like, big like that. It's got to mm. be some like Dark Phoenix type shit for me to even conceive of this Sam Wilson giving up his shield. Sam Wilson's so much bigger than, you know, Any sort of Fox News analog talking head being like, "Oh, like you know, not my Captain America." It's like, Mm. come on, we we don't care. We don't care.
0: (laughs) You have you have made my night, so I, I I very much appreciate that.
1: No, um, I, you know, I just had to. I had. To, I just had to talk my junk for a second. No, you good? I just like
0: it, it, it's. It's a. It's a fine line between like putting putting your heart on your sleeve and being like I'm tired. Ty- I'm tired. Like I, I feel like Sam mm-hmm. Jackson. I've had it with these races <laughs> on this plane. Like I, I need to <laughs> stop. Like it, it's been a constant nonstop battle, and it's just like it, it, there's that fear of having to have both on the same plate. It's that fear of mm-hmm. like like seeing him get kicked to the side again, and that was even the thing with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier tie-in book uh, last mm-hmm. year, where it was like Sam and Bucky going on an adventure, going, "Hey, we used to be Captain America here," and it's just like, nope. Yep. Uh, so yep. I, yep. I, you have really made me feel better about this. I appreciate you. Um, one thing that we always do at the end of the show is a final like a, like a, a final statement. Like, if you could leave panel to panel listeners with one last thing what might what would you want to, want to leave them with yo
1: this this book this book will change how you look at captain america like captain america symbol of truth will change how you look at captain america um, i feel a hundred percent confident saying that this yeah. yo this I'm not holding back with this book. Like, I'm not. I'm just not. I, I get one shot at this. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, that's fair. I'm, not, I'm swinging for the freaking fences, Let's you know, go. with this book. And so, yo, y'all are in for a treat.